welcome to episode two of the Olaguapa podcast. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm your host, Nisha Batesh. I'm also the founder and creative at Olaguapa, a digital community of almost 10,000 artists and creatives from all over the world, a blog, a website, an online shop, and most recently, this podcast. On this podcast, we take creative conversations even further, sharing the real stories, tips, and tricks the artists in this community have found on their journeys to success. But first, I like to start each episode off by sharing what's new at Olaguapa, a challenge I'm going through right now, and what I'm doing to get resourceful and find a solution versus staying stuck and stagnant. So recently, I've been thinking a lot about the future of the Guapa shop and expanding my product line of accessories and gear. I don't know about you, but as a creator, I'm always asking myself, what's next? It's, it's sort of like you get to one accomplishment and then you can celebrate it for a moment, but you're, you're always kind of looking to the next product, the next piece, the next, um, the next artwork. And while I want to stay focused, I also want to explore and experiment and express myself and my creativity just as much as I want to bring you new and exciting product that inspires your personal style of self-expression. So I'm sort of going through this like push and pull between rushing to create and launch something quick and then the alternative, which is sort of take the slow, slow route to make sure that my thoughts are focused and I'm creating with intention. So since this year has been a little bit crazy so far, to say the least, um, I what what I'm gonna do to sort of get over this challenge or this hurdle of like not knowing what my next move is going to be is I'm going to go back and redo my vision board for 2020. I think that when January hit, if you did, if you do vision boards every year, or um, if it's something new to you, something that I like to do every year. And last year I even hosted an Olaguapa vision board party um, where a bunch of you guys came and we sort of put all of our thoughts and goals and visions down for the year together. Um, this year, my vision board is just totally out of whack from where I am right now. I think, you know, since, since creating it, I've lost a job. Um, I've launched the episode, I've launched the podcast, excuse me. Um, I've created new products. I've, I've just totally gone off the rails from what my original intention for 2020 was in some good ways, but, um, some, it sort of feels more chaotic. So, I'm just going to redo my vision board. I'm going to go to Michael's today. I'm going to get a cork board. I'm going to pull clips from um, magazines. I'm going to really get focused on the Guapa shop and focus on a new product line to launch. So that means that I'm going to be doing drawings and renderings. I'm going to make sure that before I step out to create anything next, I am really focused about what what it's going to look like, um, how to get there and sort of develop this roadmap for myself. I think that it's going to help ease a lot of my stress, a lot of my anxiety. Um, and I think that it's going to help me get there quicker and more efficiently. So I'm sharing that hot tip with you guys. Um, and hope that, hope that maybe it inspires some of you to do the same and go create your new, um, and improved updated 2020 vision boards. So that's a quick update on me and Olaguapa. But to be honest, I'm super excited to get into this episode because there is so much to be inspired by listening to Alice share her journey. Alice Clark is a freelance print designer and jewelry maker. In total Guapa approved go-getter style, Alice launched her Etsy shop six years ago, running her very own side biz, working for her dream job inspo company at Anthropology, and even building her own little lady gang network of female creatives on campus, 
all while still in school. This episode is especially inspiring for those who are waiting to graduate or just waiting for something, waiting for a moment, waiting for um, a diploma, waiting for, you know, it could be school related or it could be um, sort of any milestone that you're just waiting for to have happen in order to start turning your your passion into a paycheck. Alice is a living example of what it means to make no excuses and just go for it. So wasting no more time, let's welcome Alice to the show. My name's Alice. Um, I'm 23 years old. Um, I've literally just finished uni, so in the last week or so, um, and I'm my degree in textile design for fashion and interiors. Um, um, and I also run my own Etsy shop on the side, um, so that's a bit of like a hobby that I do. Um, but yeah, that's basically me. <laughs> awesome. So you're still in school? I finished now. I've completely finished. Just recently, right? Yeah, last week. So launching your Etsy shop and all the other things that you were doing, you've been doing while in school. When I was um, 17, so it's been going on for quite a while now. Um, So now I've finished uni, I've got all my energy is basically going into that and trying to making it as the most successful business and as well as a fun hobby as well. Amazing. I know that's definitely like, I think the theme at Ola Guapa is learning how to turn your passion into a paycheck. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) It's so inspiring that you've started while you're in school. I think that that's something that a lot of people struggle with is like waiting Mm. until they they graduate or waiting until they get the degree to start, but you've already started. So you're, you're a few steps ahead. Yeah. And I just, I think if you want to do something, don't wait, just go for it. Um, Because if you enjoy it, why should you wait to do it? Totally. I want to hear, um, can you explain like a little bit more about what you create and sort of what your inspiration behind your textiles are? Okay. Yeah. So, um, I've, I've helped at work. So I work at anthropology, so I help sometimes do their displays. Um, so I love working big scale. I love using mixed, mixed materials, but I also do surface patterns. So I do digital print. So I print onto different fabrics, mostly linen and cotton that are organic. Cause I do a bit of children's wear as well. Um, but yeah, I love working big scale, bold colours and just putting the two together, working with different textures and just seeing how it all comes together, really. Was there like a moment that you remember you were like, OK, this is what I want to do? Yeah, at school, like literally when I was tiny, I remember when I was in primary school, I must have been about eight or nine I did this picture and my teacher was like Alice that's actually really good and I was like oh my god I could have I could do something here and then like through school I wanted to do I always wanted to go to university and do art so that's all I ever wanted to do I never wanted to do anything else and when I was young I was always coloring I was always painting so there's always been like a creative flair there there's never been really anything else that's so cool. And I know that you turn a lot of your textiles into um, like different items for home design. Mm. Do you feel like yeah. uh, anthropology has sort of inspired that or is there a reason you <laughs> yeah. chose that route versus fashion or? Um, so I do, I do mix. So I, I sometimes do a bit of interior, sometimes do fashion, children's wear, but yeah, definitely anthropology has helped me develop my style. And yeah, I get very inspired when I go to work. I'm lucky to work there really. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I always get inspired going in there too. It's like almost like a little museum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. 
And so was there something specific that drew you to your medium or like, did you choose to work with it, or do you feel like it kind of chose you this whole process? Um, I've always liked to be quite free with my work. So I like to be really expressive. I don't like just sticking to one thing. So if I can get a big sheet of paper and strokes or anything, I just, I love being expressive with my work. I don't want to be held back. I know that that's something that, that I personally also learned because I majored in textiles as well. Oh, really? Yeah, in San Francisco. And I remember my instructor, like, um, you know, saying to me one day, like, work big, work big. Like, there's just, I think, something about it that is more freeing. Yeah, I just love being more, I feel like you're so, if you work so small, you can't, you just can't be free. Whereas if you can work as big as you can, you can be as expressive as you can. Like, I just love that you can just go all, all over the page with a paintbrush. There's no, lim- there's no limits to it. Um, and that's something that I really enjoy. I'm not, I just hate working small. I just find that you can't really do anything. I just, I feel like the bigger you can, the better. It's so interesting. I feel the exact same way. I wonder if it's specific to like the textile design medium. Yeah. yeah. It has to be, right? <laughs> So it sounds like you really loved um, having a formal education and you really got a lot out of Mm. school. I know that there's certain like creatives and artists who go back and forth. um, And like we were saying, like think that they can't start something unless they've had that formal education. Can you speak Mm. to that a little bit? Um, Yeah, I guess. I mean, university and school did help me a lot. And I loved, I loved being at school. I was one of those people that just loved going to school. Um, And I, I loved learning at university so having that structure really did help me whereas before I went to uni and I did my like diploma in art and design before uni um I didn't really know what I was doing like I was sort of had all these ideas I wanted to do fine art but I was like do I want to do this and then and then I explored like all different mediums and that just helped me rediscover what I was doing I mean I guess you don't always need to need an education necessarily but and you can experiment other ways at home I guess you know from other people's advice what they've done that might help you but for me it did help I needed that structure I needed someone to tell me right you're gonna you're gonna experiment with this you're gonna experiment with that and you're gonna learn how to do graphics you're gonna learn how to do textiles so I got all of that and then at the end I was like oh actually no I want to do textiles this is something I'm really enjoying um and I did I did a level textiles anyway so I did have a love for it and I really I'd never done it before, before college. So I loved it. So that's why I knew from doing my foundation and then going to uni that I knew that that was what I needed to be doing. Yeah, I I agree. I think that you can't, you don't really know what you don't know. So I think school is a great way to be introduced to that. Um, You know, instead of thinking of it as a place that you go to be taught a, sc- a certain skill set, um, mm. you can kind of look at it as a way to be taught like a bunch of different skill sets that you can then combine into your own thing if you want. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And I just think it's so good to have advice of all different people because you might think you've got the best outlook on things, but actually someone might have a different opinion and that opinion might actually just be like, oh, you, you might think, oh, actually, no, that is a good idea. Yeah, so, and speaking of, I mean, I think that you're um, one of those creatives that has built a strong community um you know with your fellow classmates mm. and oh and yeah definitely you guys have a really tight bond tell us about mm. that 
Oh yeah. So um, quite a lot of, lot of us at uni do have like art accounts and we just share each other's work all the time. We tag each other in competitions. And if someone's doing a competition, we share it on our, on our social media. I just think at the moment we are like social media is such a great thing. Um, and it's good to share people's work and just to get people out there. And like my followers might not necessarily have the same followers as other people, but it's good to like interlink and to, influence other people I guess and I'm so grateful we have social media because it's so good like I love it I'm a bit obsessed with social media <laughs> I know I know I am too I think that it definitely has negatives and positives but in this oh, case yeah. it, like it so outweighs the negatives yeah. yeah and so like I know that you're um you've just recently gradu- graduated and you're talking about like your Etsy shop and how that's mm. already been set up um can you tell us a little bit more about like your creative gig are you planning to do it as a full-time career I know you're also at anthro so mm. how are you juggling everything and what are you thinking like as you're graduating moving forward um so at the moment because obviously like the situation and the climate right. going on at the moment so I'm furloughed at the moment so I do have a lot of time and energy to do lots of new paintings and to I've got a new printer for my Etsy shop so I put all my energy into it um but when I go back to work it will be juggling the two because I'll be going back to work full time instead of part time so on my days off I will be painting and just doing what I was doing part time but just trying to fill it fill in the gaps gaps basically um yeah so that's what I'll be doing so it would be quite interesting to see the juggle but I'll be juggling the two and I'm sure it'll be fine (laughs) yeah it is a constant juggle I know it's always between like when you get into your creative flow too Mm. versus when you have the time to be creative so yeah I totally feel that yeah um we'll see how we get on but yeah I'm hoping eventually then to make it full time um yeah more prints a3 a4 a5 um i'm hoping to bring in some ceramics um and at uni i did quite a lot of earring making so i'm hoping to bring that back as well so it'd be it'd be good to get all different products on the shop so i wonder like what does that process look like for you do you have um do you write it down like how are you with like goal setting or do you have a timeline do you set um deadlines for yourself or do you just let it go with the flow so i definitely love a to-do list so I sit there <laughs> of an evening and I'll write my to-do list or if I feel a bit like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I feel like I get stressed. If I write everything down, it just helps so much. Um, so I definitely set like weekly goals is a definite for me. Like if I don't have a goal for the week or yeah, or daily goals, I just need, I need that. Otherwise I can't get on and do my work because I get so stressed because I'm like, oh, I've got so much to do, but where do I start? Mm-hmm. If I've got my to-do list, I can just tick it off. Even if it's like a tiny little thing just to make me feel better, I'll do that. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I struggle with it too. I think it's hard to find a balance between like getting overwhelmed mm. by a to-do list and then needing to set a goal and a deadline. Yeah. And especially oh, yeah. when you're your own boss, it's easy to let something slip. Or how do you yeah. feel? How do you feel um, sort of managing like your creative hustle? Um. I have good days and bad days some days I don't want to do it and I think I think everyone gets like that it's hard to motivate yourself every day um but then I think if I just do like a little painting just something creative then it just gets me going and but I think if you have if you can't be bothered one day I think it's okay to be like that you're allowed to have bad days you're not going to be motivated seven days a week yeah so, and yeah. what does keep you motivated? Um, 
Well, I guess Instagram helps a lot. So obviously like uploading stuff and people loving it, that does motivate me because obviously then they're, they're loving what I love. And sometimes a lot of self-doubt does kick in. I'm like, am I doing am I making stuff that people like are people loving this but then when I upload something people are loving it and what well, they are at the moment so that helps um and just I guess I don't really know to be honest I think that's really it yeah hearing the feedback from other people yeah it's feedback validating um, or or commenting on what yeah. you're putting out there yeah and if I'm painting something I'm loving like I'll, I'll do like a series um or like i'll create a color palette i'm like oh how can i use that how what, what animals can i use what textures can i use i find that quite motivating do you have sort of like a creative process or a morning routine that helps you that you stick to um so my morning routine will probably be get up make coffee have some breakfast and then scroll through scroll through social media as per um <laughs> and then yeah I'll just crack on do some painting maybe the night before I'll sketch some stuff out so it's all ready to go um and then the following day I'll just I'll just create a color palette um get some inspo for some yeah colors maybe from some primary photos that I've got already um and then I'll yeah I'll just crack on um I'll look at previous work as well, just to keep me motivated and just be like, oh, okay, that worked. Okay, maybe I could develop that. And are you working digitally now? Or can you tell us a little bit about how, how you're turning um, sort of like an idea in your head into um, you know, a textile that we can see and feel and use? Yeah, so I start by brainstorming like ideas, possible ideas. Um, and then yeah, sketch out. I will paint everything first and then I'll scan it in. And then I'll create a tile. If I want to do something like a repeat, I'll create a tile and then work from the tile and then I'll put that into a repeat or just simply scan something in and, and do a bit of digital, a bit of painting. But I mostly love painting, so I always start, nine times out of 10, I start by painting. That, that's how you find mm. your best flow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Can you, is there like any um, experience that you've had that you think started out as a total disaster, but looking out turned to be more of a magical opportunity? Hmm. Um, I did some, oh, I'm not sure actually. That's quite a tricky one. Or is there um, like um, a challenge that you face constantly that you're always like, God, I wish I knew that better or a program or software, or is there something that's a challenge for you that you feel like you face consistently? I feel like with Photoshop, definitely. Like there's always something to learn with Photoshop and it. Like I wish I could learn Illustrator. Like I always use Photoshop. So that's probably one of them is I, I wish I, kn I knew more about Illustrator um, because I, I'm Photoshop heavily. I use that quite a lot um and I feel like there's like because Photoshop's such a massive like program there's always something to learn and I wish I knew more like when I when I was at uni I'd always be asking people like, oh how do I do this how do I do that and like getting tips and tricks and keyboard um stuff from that like I wish I knew more um I know there's courses maybe I should do a course or something I don't know but I only know like the basics so maybe that's something that I could improve and maybe because I've just bought my new printer, like it's trying to get like the perfect print and making sure it's like crisp and like amazing. Yeah, and just trying to make everything really good as possible. Yeah, no, it is difficult, I think, to figure out. A Photoshop for sure is like definitely mm. a massive program yeah. that I, I rely on heavily too. So I totally yeah. know where you're coming from. Is it something that they taught in school? 
Um, we had a few like lessons on it, um, but quite because I did graphics at college, I sort of had a tiny bit of knowledge of like the bare knowledge of of Photoshop. But then we had a few tutorials on it at uni. Um, but it was quite a lot of self-taught based. Um, and Jess, um, who I lived with at uni, she was really good at Illustrator, um, really good. So she helped quite a lot with me because I was just always asking like, Jess, can you help me? And she'd be like, yeah, okay, it's this, this, this. I'm like, oh, thank God. But yeah, that is funny. It's definitely like something that um, I've experienced too, where like in school, you had such a community um, of people who were just willing to jump in and help where they had mm. strengths and you had weaknesses and vice yeah. versa. And I think yeah. coming out of school, it's such a shock to be like, okay, wait, I'm on my own. Can yeah. I Google that? Do I buy a book on that? I mean, are there any like resources that you use often? Um, or do you still lean into your friends from school? I, I definitely still lean into my friends. I'm constantly like, on the group chat being like, how, look, how do I do this? Um, and like, how does this work? And they're like, okay, Alice, like, it's this, this and this. And I'm like, oh, thank God that you're here because I don't know what I would do without you. Um, and obviously Google's really good as well. Like just Google anything and something will come up. Like even if you're searching for a good 10 minutes, something eventually will come up or YouTube is good as well. Yeah, um, YouTube for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, something else that kind of I realized coming out of school too is um, the anxiety around talking about money. So like, what will you charge for your pieces? Mm. I know that you'd already opened your Etsy shop while you were in school, but is that something that you struggle with is, um, you know, allotting like or assigning a value to your prints mm. or, or what's your process like there? Um, I remember when I opened it a few years ago, I did I think I didn't really understand because I was quite young. I was like, I don't really know what to charge. I didn't really know like the process of it all. So I think my price was quite high and obviously people were a bit like, that's quite expensive. But then I was thinking, I don't know, because I've never done this before. This is the first time I've done this. So as the years have gone on, I've learned a lot from starting, at, like, starting from a young age. Um, yeah, and the prices have changed quite a lot because obviously I'm adapting and I'm seeing other people's shops. I'm like, oh, they're charging that much and it's a print as well. So I look at other people and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should charge mine similar price or or something like that. So I am looking at others and I guess maybe criticizing myself, I'm not sure, but um, I've definitely learned as I've got, as, a, as the shops progressed, I've, I've understood more about money and, and pricing and things like that. Yeah, it's kind of just like a learning experience. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is there um, any like piece of advice or sort of like money making tip or trick that you could give, um, you know, to like younger artists coming up behind you or those that are in school, mm. or those that are looking to open their own Etsy shop? I mean, you, you're so successful in what you're doing right now. And I know that you've had a lot of experience. Mm. I think... I think just go if you're worried about opening your own business don't be worried like it's it is going to be scary at first like I was really worried at first at 17 I was like are people going to like this are people going to buy it and like okay maybe it like sales are slow and they take time and but it will take time but even that one sale you're going to feel so good for doing it and I remember the first sale I was like oh my god somebody wants one and it was such a great feeling um and maybe do a bit of research before you do it and and maybe do like a little mind map of what to do it maybe don't just go straight in um do your research um and look and like we said like look look at your peers and see what they're up to and are they doing something similar what are they charging um 
but don't be scared to do it just go for it because you don't know what could happen and it's exciting when someone buys that first one and and then the second and you're like wow this is actually going to turn into something really really fun I that's amazing yeah that's such good advice I know um you know, something that's like always been a personal mantra for me is just start by starting, just like get in there and just do and it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It, just, so it sounds like you have the same, um, the same sort of like mentality and then you've developed your own little community to mm. lean into, to make that happen, which is really yeah. incredible. Oh yeah, definitely. And I know a lot of people on Instagram as well. We do like, like, like we do like little shout outs and stuff like what's been my favorite bits that I've seen throughout the week and I feel like it's just so good to do stuff like that on social media um just to get people some praise and an audience because if you're loving it why not why wouldn't you want to share it to other people who haven't seen it totally and it's funny because I know you mentioned you're like me you mentioned Instagram a lot how are you feeling about TikTok or any other new like platforms um do you lean heavily into like Facebook or um even Pinterest or are there any other mm -hmm. platforms that you're loving right now or yeah. are you really just leaning into the one and then focusing on that so I, I love Instagram um I have I do use Facebook but I feel like Instagram is so much better because it's just so much more interactive um, and everyone seems to be on it. There's such a great art community on there already. Um, I use in, um, Pinterest just for like inspo, just to see what's out there really. Um, I've used, I've, I have used TikTok, but not like for videos, just to watch, but I get so addicted, I had to turn it off. I had to delete the app because you put <laughs> one video and then you just go like, you just go for like 45 minutes, one video after I had to delete it. So I got rid of that, but I love, I do love TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> so you would consider that a guilty pleasure yeah definitely. <laughs> so I had funny. to get I, I had to get rid of it because I was just getting so addicted less so to use like to promote your work um but more so just to consume content yeah <laughs> yeah definitely I've kind of found the same thing I don't find that there's um as big of a creative community on TikTok it's more for like no. short blips of, of entertainment which is fun yeah. um but I just find so much more value in the Instagram platform yeah it's I feel like it's such an easy platform as well for businesses and to look what other people are up to as well like even if you're watching like a little short clip of people painting mixing colors like it's just really good I just I just love it yeah I love it as well um I know that <laughs> I asked you some sort of like pre-questionnaire <laughs> questions and you mentioned um that you're obsessed with Queen and Freddie Mercury yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us a little pleasure. bit about that um, um does music inspire your work or is, the, is that just sort that, of your favorite no, it's not it, it, which is strange because I love music and when I was young like mum used to always play Queen in the car like ABBA like all of that sort of that sort of music in the car so I think that's really where it's come from like I've just grown up with the music and I've just that like, I've read books on them like everything that like, I just love it and I've got some vinyls and stuff like that um and like, I was meant to see them this year live actually but obviously because of Covid and stuff we have to go next year but I think that's another guilty pleasure that's funny does it's, that yeah. do you find that that translates into your work because I know that you do sort of a lot of like nature um and a lot of animals yeah this doesn't no not at all no. completely opposite where are you pulling your inspiration from when it comes to um like the textiles that you create um so yeah it's a lot of nature um and a lot of ha like architecture as well I focus quite a lot of houses animals um 
I've gone to Kew Gardens in the past for primary imagery. Um, London Zoo is another primary imagery um, spot as well. Um, and also just my general surroundings. So I live, I live in a bit in the countryside, so I've got great architectural houses around me. So that's great for primary imagery for, um, for me painting houses and things like that. So it is a bit of both. It's a bit of a city and where I'm, where I'm surrounded basically. Yeah, that's, it's interesting because I even remember like when I was in school, people were, I think Pinterest was sort of just on the rise and people were mm. using that heavily um, to like pull together mood boards and inspiration. And one thing that my instructor always said is like, get outside if you're going to be painting a leaf, you need to have a leaf, you don't need to have a painting of a leaf that yeah. somebody else made. <laughs> yeah. So get it sounds, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're, um, you're doing just that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, so we'll kind of go into, there's just um, a few questions for fun. Um, okay. So the first one is, what do you know for sure? Oh, what do I know for sure? Um, in, what, in what context? Is that open-ended? Anything. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, I don't know. I think... I mean, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty good cook. I'd say. I know that. I know that for sure. I've had many compliments over over my dinner and lunches and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm getting better at that. So maybe that's why I know. I love that. And and you're a vegetarian, right? I am. Yeah, I've been veggie for four years. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I feel very um, powerful about that, and very. Um, I like to motivate other people to try try, even if you aren't. If, if you don't want to do it full time, maybe just swap a few meals a week. Um, I think that's great because at least you're trying to change your habits. Um, I do feel very passionate about that. And yeah, four years strong, I've been doing it. That's um, amazing. And I don't think I would ever go back, really. I'm happy with the lifestyle change that I've made and I feel better for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, and, and now you know you're a good cook, so we're coming to your house to try yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Give us three of your favorite, most inspiring things right now. It could be like a book, um, a recipe, a destination, a song, a person. What's inspiring you at the moment? Um, so I've, I'm reading quite a lot at the moment. So just because of all the time that I've had on my hands, um, I've been reading um, Normal People. Um, which is based on um, like a series on like this old like a romantic couple like their first love and I'm loving that that's really like I'm just obsessed <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else is inspiring me there's quite a lot of movement in with the with the black community and that is a really inspiring with all the riots happening and the campaigning that's inspiring me and I wish I could get that I wish I could go out there and really campaign with them but my mum's the way she is so I can't go out because obviously like with the health and safety and everything the Covid like I wish I could go out and really campaign um, but there is a lot of things happening on social media and I'm, I'm really for it and I think it's great what's going on um, and people really like shouting from the rooftops a lot of campaigns happening um yeah I'm really inspired by are there a lot of protests where we're you having, are as well yeah. yeah so there's a lot happening in London um and 
my near my hometown as well people are cam campaigning for this and it is quite a scary world that we're living in that we're still having to do this now like it shouldn't mm -hmm. be happening and I'm aware that obviously of my white privilege and obviously like I won't understand fully but I stand with these people and I respect these people going out and making making change really mm -hmm. yeah is it something um, that you're finding um I know for me it was maybe like one of the first times that um I'm sort of feeling um like compelled to bring this uh, conversation to light on the Olaguapa mm. platform. Um, mm. Whereas before, you know, the way that I felt about certain things, I've sort of kept to myself and made it more mm. of a community for creatives, um, yeah. you know, to share their work. Um, mm. But I really feel like pulled um, with everything that's going on, just like you're saying that you do as well, um, to use my platform to mm. share, you know, um, everybody's voices to share resources, to share. Yeah. Um, just to keep the conversation alive yeah definitely um and i've been trying constantly to share stuff on my stories and that just to just to show people that there's there's like resources out there to to read to watch and i'm constantly learning like i'm always learning new things with this um and i think it's quite been it's been overwhelming really a lot of the information and maybe if you don't have to read stuff all the time, but if you're reading just bits of information, then it's better than nothing, I think. Is there um, like a certain article or book or um, podcast or even like movie documentary that you've watched that's really helped to educate you? Um, I've been reading, I find the information. I found um, this Instagram profile earlier and it was actually really inspiring. Um, and I'll find it, sorry, let me just find it for a second. That's okay. Um, but I found it earlier and I was just showing everyone in my family because I was like, this is actually so inspiring. And it was just loads of different educational clips. Um, and it is, so it's an Instagram profile called In The Now. And it just had loads of different videos, just some long, some short, but they were just so inspiring. And it was just, just educational. And I was just reading and I was like, my dad, I was like, watch this, mom, watch this. I was like, this is like, why have we not heard about this before? And it was just about people's lives and communities that no one speaks about. Like we don't know any of this. And I was just saying like, why is this not on the news? Like, why are we not learning more about this? And I feel so strongly about education and schools about how we only know like a small section of history. Like we don't know enough. Like these kids are growing up and they're not, they're not learning all of this history that they should be learning. And I just feel so strongly about that. And I'm currently writing a letter to my, um, my local MP about how we need to change the educational systems. Like, these kids need to be learning this history. Like it's so important. Yeah, I kind of feel, I feel the same. It's like you, you don't want to do the wrong thing. You don't know what to do. I think that when I first heard, um, you know, about George, George Floyd's death, I immediately wanted to do something. I think that that's kind mm. of the general like consensus of what I feel too. Um, you know, a lot of people saying is that they just wanted to spring into action. They wanted to protest. They wanted to share resources. They wanted mm. to get involved in the conversation. And for me, it was only to find out how little I knew. And so, yeah. like you said, to take a step back and say, okay, I need to pause. I need to read. I need to digest. I need to watch yeah. movies. I need to understand yeah. what th this conversation better. And then I think, you know, guilt 
sets in a little bit, like you said, how did I not know this? All this yeah. information was available. How are we not learning this? I know. It, it almost shocks you. And I, I, think, I think it's okay to, to, if you don't want to protest, that's fine. But as long as you're doing other things to help and educate each other, educate your family members, maybe they haven't heard of something, educating your peers, um, just because maybe you're not so active on social media or, or saying certain things doesn't mean that maybe you're not doing things behind the scenes cons you know like um with mm. black lives matter movement i think that what's great is that there's been so much like education and so many resources and oh yeah people, are, people have now have a platform to like share and to speak up and communicate um but at the same time i think that you feel like if you're not doing those things that you're not doing enough or you're not doing yeah. the right thing or yeah like, definitely doing all of those things and just not posting about them yeah definitely Okay, finish this sentence. I find myself most inspired to create when I am. Um, I think when I don't want to do something, I'm more inspired to do it, if that makes sense. So if I'm not really up to doing, if I'm not up to, for doing something, and if I just sit there, I normally whack out something really cool and exciting. So if I'm not as motivated to do something, and I just try and do a little painting. It actually turns out sometimes I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. So I guess that's something. So if I'm not feeling up for it, I make something better. <laughs> just push through. <laughs> yeah, push through that initial bit. Um, if you had to give a 30-minute speech without preparing to an audience of a 1,000, what would it be about? Um, I think it would be on painting. I love painting. Like, I love it. I really enjoy it. It's so relaxing. There's nothing else that I love more than painting. Um, and maybe that's because before uni, I never really got the chance to do it. I wasn't really, I don't know, I feel like I wasn't very confident in doing it. But as the years have gone on, I've enjoyed it more. And that's something I just, yeah, I love it. I really enjoy it. If there's somebody who would want to start, you know, to pick it up even as a form of therapy or a hobby, where would you, how would you suggest that they start? Is there a certain like material um, or to-do list or checklist that you would? Um, I think get, get a lay A4 sketchbook, um, some pencils, sketch something out. You could use acrylic paints, watercolors, just see where it goes. Um, paint something you enjoy maybe go, go out on for a walk, take some photos, use your photos as primary imagery or on your walk, take some watercolors with you, do some painting. I love using just block color. So what I do is, is I'll paint something, but not obviously paint at all, and then use that similar shade or color. So it all works together. So nothing clashes too much. But yeah, I think that's probably the best thing to do is maybe start with acrylic and work from there. Is painting, it's more like your form of therapy now. Yeah, definitely. It's such a stress reliever, I think. <laughs> it's funny, I took, um, I took painting in school and I found, you know, I think it's different. You find your, your niche in certain places, but I loved seeing, um, I loved seeing the painting turn into a textile and then seeing it move yeah. or seeing it yeah. printed onto a fabric. There's something about that for me that, um, didn't happen when I was framing something. Mm -mm. Yeah, definitely. It's always nice to see a final product 
um, and see the end of how it looks all together or it's or a t-shirt with your print on like it's just lovely to see it all on something not right. just on a bit of paper right and so going forward um you know are you focusing more on any one direction i know that you're doing like a ton of prints i see i'm loving what you're doing for um you know home decor thank you <laughs> um so i'm hoping to do a bit more ceramics i've not really adventured down that route yet so i'd love to do more earrings to do with ceramics and pots and things like that painting on the pots and things um i did a pottery course a few years ago so i love getting behind the wheel and doing stuff like that so i'd love to be able to do that again i really enjoyed that okay um that's really cool to think about like combining your um you know your your textiles onto pottery mm, yeah um it's just a different different medium i guess and it's something i'm not really not really tried fully like I did a short course in the pottery but I never really explored it any further it was just something to expect like just something just a bit of fun to do of an evening um so it would be really really quite cool to incorporate that um, and that's so. sort of the whole um the whole beauty of being your own boss is deciding that you want to um evolve and try something new and bring yeah. a medium into it and not limit letting like um you know anything limit you Oh yeah, definitely. I, that's probably one of the most fun things. I've got no one to say, no, you can't do that. And it's like, well, I'm obviously going to do it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fun I, being your own boss. Right. And even if they say no, you're not going to listen, right? <laughs> no, I'm still going to do it anyway. I'm awful for that. Everyone would be like, Alice, you're still going to do it. And I'd be like, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> well, I think that that's, you know, definitely been good advice because it's gotten you where you are today. Yeah. There's no stopping. <laughs> awesome well with that it was so good having you on and I loved chatting with you and learning more about sort of your process and and what your your aspirations are for the future um thank you so much for being on oh thank you well thank you for having me I love chatting it was lovely to meet you finally as well I know it's so fun meeting in person this way yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Alice. I hope you gained as much value and inspiration from her story as I did. If you love what you heard, please make sure you rate and review this episode on Apple Music and or Spotify. Before we go, if you haven't already, head to the Guapa shop and check out the Black Lives Matter t-shirt. There are only 12 left in stock. They're designed by me, unisex, super comfy, and the best part is 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the Black Lives Matter organization on behalf of the Olaguapa community. We've already raised close to $1,000, which is so exciting. So go now and grab one for you, one for your boyfriend or girlfriend or best friend or mom or dad or strangers or neighbors or whoever, and let's help raise some major cash for this incredible organization. With that, have a, have a beautiful week, Guapas, and as always, I'm sending you tons of inspiration and lots and lots of love.